Here's a game about climbing up and sliding down. It's called Chutes and Ladders. You can land on something good, like rescuing a kitten in a tree. Ah, you're going up, up, up the ladder. Or land on break the cookie jar. First one to climb to 100 wins. Chutes and Ladders really has its ups and downs, but mostly it's lots of fun. Chutes and Ladders is a Milton Bradley game. So they really just describe the rules of Chutes and Ladders in the game. Also, is it lots of fun? Because they say that like a fact, and the jury's still out for me. I think we had lots of fun. Oh, yes. And, and now that we're, uh, I would say, six shots deep, <laughs> a piece. Not full shots. Welcome. This is to, Gaming the System. To Gaming the System, the podcast about games, past, present, and games. games. My name is Alex. My name is Ben. And this week we played... Gaming the System. <laughs> we played Shoots and Ladders. Shoots and Ladders, which in my mind is one of the most classic of classic games. Something that I knew going in had no skill involved. And so we decided to drink while playing it right yeah. before recording. Great decision all around. So this is... Uh, as you said before, off the air, Ben, either going to be our best or our worst podcast, and I have no idea which side of the coin this is going to come up on. Is that an expression? Yeah, sure. Right. I'm, I'm lacking confidence right now. <laughs> ben, Shoots and Ladders is something that, as a kid, I played a lot. Yeah. Should we describe the game? I think most people know the game, but as per podcast protocol... I did not write a blurb, but I will just go off the cuff right now. Please go off the cuff. All right, so there is a spinner that you spin, and you have to move spaces based on what you spin, and you can land on chutes, which make you go down, and ladders would make you go up. up. And you have to get to the 100th square to win. And that's it. It's, Actually, that's it, pretty much it. It's totally luck. It's entirely luck. Yeah, it's, been, it's interesting, because in doing research, there's mathematical analysis of the game that's actually quite simple compared to like other games that have had analysis and you can you set a computer to play this game and calculate numbers and it's the simplest thing in the world yeah. it has no player interaction whatsoever no and we made it fun we did we added shots to it by adding shots to a game intended for children aged three to five it's it's three and up that's <laughs> what i read Okay. They're okay. not cutting it off anywhere. As, as you mentioned while we were playing the game, Ben, there's addition involved. There is a lot of addition involved. Uh, you, also, you have to keep track of which direction you're going. That was the hardest part. On the board, because it, it kind of snakes around. and Snakes, Ben? Oh, that ties in to its origins. You Did I jump, I jump the gun a little you bit? You're trying to do it a second. That's fine. That's fine. Snakes and ladders. Snakes and ladders... Was its origin of shoots and ladders. Yes. <laughs> Best podcast ever! <laughs> so the game originated in India. The origin of apparently all board games. Much like Parkeasy. Parkeasy? Uh, Pakeasy. Pakeasy. Later known as Parcheesy. And chess. And that's it. Yeah, that's, I don't want to overreach there on There are that. probably more. There are probably more. So yeah, it, as early as... The second century BC, uh, the game of snakes and ladders originated. It was okay, called wait, wait. second century BC. Second century BC. So that's way older than chess. Is it? Yeah, I don't chess remember was like that one. Fourteen hundreds. 
No, 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 no. That, it's older than that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But this game is really old. Um, it was called either Mock... Mm, this is going to be... I'm sorry No, about put this. on an accent. No, I'm not going <laughs> to... No. Mock Shapat or Moksha Patamu. Checks out. Sure. I, I, I am... I apologize for the pronunciation. <laughs> But so originally this was a an Indian game that kind of instructed children in the traditional Hindu philosophy of morality. So that's fascinating because yeah. that's that's I mean you kind of see that when you're when you're playing the game and you're interacting with the shoots and mm-hmm. the ladders. Yep. You do get messages of you know you do good deeds and you move up in the world. And, you know, when hardship happens, you move back down. Yeah. This is a morality game at its core. Yeah, but I don't think that really translates to the modern board game. Because, well, the version we played, which was a Sesame Street variety of Jutes and Ladders. Yes. We were baffled at some of the outcomes. Yeah, so I think it has lost some translation. But Uh it is fundamentally uh, the same game. Yeah. Uh, So... What in the in the Indian version they contrasted karma and kama, which is just destiny and desire. So the ladders were virtues, and the snakes were evil things or sins or whatever whatever you might want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, and then so reaching the last square kind of symbolized attaining moksha or salvation. And as it does when we played. And, absolutely and i won the first game and i won the second game and i can i mean it felt like i was achieving something greater than myself i did it quicker than you though yeah but i also think that that means that i endured more of a journey yeah and i am more pure i and, rode and, the and, greatest and... ladder and i rode the greatest shoot that's that is absolutely that's, ac- that's accurate that's actually what happened in the game <laughs> Um, yeah, so so in the Indian version, there was a lot more emphasis, emphasis on the destiny, which is why it's kind of random. Okay. So as opposed to a game like Pachisi that focuses on like skill or free will. Or at least strategy. And some, some luck. Yeah. This is pure destiny slash luck. So if you were a child and you play this game and you continuously lose the game is basically telling you that you're doomed to fail in all aspects of life or to oh, at least a very harsh warning to you <laughs> that you need to get yourself in a better place all right i can uh, appreciate yeah. that and, and actually so in the in the indian version there's also more snakes than there were ladders which is supposed to symbolize that the path of goodness is actually more difficult how many snakes I, I actually don't know. So in the it's, current version, I yeah, can tell you, yeah. there are 10 shoots to nine ladders. So that's interesting. In 1892, the game... sailed the ocean blue. No, that's not right. That's that You're off by 400 years. In 1892, Ben, please continue. Oh, that rhymed. Anyway, it did. Please, please uh, remain. The, please go forward. The game became introduced to Victorian England, and it was renamed Snakes and Ladders because 
there were literally snakes and ladders on the board. That was, was it? oh, you mean giving it the English name? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. It's Passover from the from uh, the Indian version uh-huh. that had snakes and ladders. In England, it had snakes and ladders, and it was called snakes and ladders. Also, they replaced the Indian values, um, Hindu traditional philosophy, with English doctrines of morality. And Ben, this isn't a philosophy podcast. We've been saying that since day one. Day one. This is a gaming podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think that now, maybe we should talk more about the nitty-gritty rules that make up the shoots and ladders people know today. Well, I, I, just, I just do want to say... Much I'm sorry. Much sorry to derail you. But in the English counterpart, it was a little bit more forgiving. There were actually an equal number of snakes and ladders to demonstrate that there is, an, like, for every sin, there is a virtue. Very British. Very British. Is that when they changed the name to Shoots and Ladders? No. That was when it came to the U.S.? Yes. Because snakes didn't read well with the market. So, yeah. So, in 1943, they introduced, introduced it to the U.S. as Shoots and Ladders because they thought snakes were a little too scary and they wanted to equate it to a playground. Snakes are actually very scary, Ben. That's a correct statement. I am terrified of snakes. I'm actually not that scared of snakes. But I think that the evolution into modern day shoots and ladders, which is what I knew it was called growing Mm up, I think, like, yeah, starting in the 40s and it was rebooted in, like, the 80s, which is a version that most people played in the 90s. Yeah. And today. It's, It's actually interesting because early on, they kind of maintained this Indian... Um, reference and in the in the 1910 version it was actually called the oriental pastime of snakes and ladders and and on the boards there was a lot of um, indian art references still kind of spiritual so it was it was still it was english morality lessons Uh they transposed those values it wasn't the hindu philosophy anymore it was english values um still related to religion at that time um but they connected it still with through the art with the Indian um, aesthetic. Aesthetic, yes. There were, there were. I mean, they were, these were stereotypical things. So there was like snake charmers on the box, or and and literally, it was called the Oriental Pastime of Snakes and Ladders. Yeah. And then in the 1940s, that actually kind of dropped off, um, paralleling waning colonial power. At that time, and then, and which is when it kind of and then, the US, and yeah. then in the nineteen in nineteen forty three, it was introduced introduced to the U.S. as shoots and ladders by Milton Bradley. They got rid of the snakes; they replaced them with shoots, so it was like a playground. However, they they maintained the morality lessons, though less religious overtones uh, were included. Should we dive into the more, into the present time, or do we got to talk about rules? I'm kind of lost on my... I think we did the rules really quickly. We didn't talk about the fact that if you roll sixes, you're supposed to get a double. That's if you not roll true. again. In some versions, it's true. Not That's in the, our version that we played. Not the version we not played. Not the Sesame Street version that we played. But in a lot of versions, if you roll a six, you get to go again. That's okay. really important. Fine. You have to get exactly on a hundred. 100. That's critical. And actually, that actually comes from the Indian Times. There were 100 pieces or spaces on the board. There was one There's still version. 100 spaces on the board. 
Yeah, no, I'm saying that it maintained it through that okay. time. It, there was one English version where it was 120 or 130 spaces, but in the in- Indian version, you can actually look back and it's 100 spaces. Okay. I think it's really interesting. I think it's interesting too. Is that really all there is for rules? I mean, I guess we talked about, oh yeah, you, you spin the spinner to go it's first. It's a game of destiny. It's a game of destiny, but also math. Kind of. Well, let's talk about math then. Let's really get into the math. I got some notes. I won't ever stop you. You can finish the game in seven turns. Minimum number of turns. Minimum number of turns. Assuming you get all the perfect ladders. Uh, Only ladders. If you're going to finish the game in the maximum number of turns. It's only ladders? In the minimum number of turns, it's only ladders. Really? Yes. I'm surprised by that. Do you think I'm wrong? I think sometimes the way the victory is shoots... In in our case, yes, because it took us like forty five turns. Well, actually, so if you are, if you're playing the game on average, if you crunch the numbers, it takes about thirty nine moves to get to the top. Okay. On average, how many moves did it take us? I lost count because it took us too many. Yep. But oh, also, I should talk about our drinking rules. Yeah, yeah. Did Every she... time we took a shoot, we did a shot. Yeah, a half shot. Of peppermint schnapps. Yeah, but there was a significant... There was That all kind of rhymes. I like that. It does kind of rhyme. <laughs> uh, when you're playing a two-player game, it should take you around 50, a little bit less than 50 turns. And the first time we played Ben, it felt like the game was going to go on forever. It did feel like that. Because I went up, I went you down. You took the longest I went all around. ladder, and then you came Immediately all on the, the way back shoot. down. Yeah. So... The longest ladder, Ben, boosts you up. Where's my notes? Longest ladder boosts you up 56 spaces on the board. That's amazing. And you do that for rescuing a cat. Incredible. In our version, the Sesame Street version, uh, Super Grover rescued a doll. But it's the same idea from a tree. Rescuing something from a tree. He's a superhero. He's a superhero. Uh, The second highest uh, gain you can get is by planting flowers. I really like that. Yeah. It's 37. It's, I think it's interesting that they kept the morality lessons. I think that there was a subliminal layer to this, Ben. Very subliminal, yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. Okay. The biggest losses that you can suffer yeah. in the course of the game. Yeah. Are you looking at my notes? No. I can't read your handwriting. I know you can't. Especially not upside down. You can lose 38 spaces for simply eating sweets. You eat sweets and it gives you a tummy ache. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to eat those sweets. You can lose 63 spaces, Ben, for stealing sweets. Yes. Well, sweets are terrible. But what I'm saying is it's all about sweets. It's yeah. too much. It's all about stealing sweets. It is. The game is like, it's lost any essence of genuine morality and it's all about sweets. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can lose 20. Also, okay, I understand that it's supposed to be about, what was it, karma and comma, but like the, a lot of these things that happen to you that are negative are not in your control. You can lose 21 spots for just simply falling down. That's that, not your fault. That was pretty messed up. Yeah. There, you can lose, you lose three spots for simply getting sick. What is that about? Why did you get sick? Did you go outside? Why you can get 20, up? you lose 20 spaces, Ben, for simply chasing a cat. Playing with your cat. The cat did not know. The cat did not want to be chased. That was clear in the beginning. Also, I'm trying to interpret my notes. I say minus 10 spaces for being dumb, but I don't know what that refers to. 
That's going from square 16 down to square. Oh yeah, look at this. Okay, look at this. Square 16. Bad. This is the original 1983 version. You square can hear the paper, folks. There's a kid reading a book. He's then, not reading a book. There is a porno mag or something in there. Oh, maybe like a comic I think it's book. comics, maybe. And he's wearing a dunce cap afterwards. I remember that when I played. Oh. I learned my lesson. I never did that. Did I misinterpret the game? Maybe you read a lot of porn comics. I think I just misinterpreted the game. <laughs> I Sorry, I thought that was him studying hard, and then the end result was him being a dunce. That would be pretty messed up. It would be pretty messed up. Look at this one. This is, So the version Look at this one. that you he's, printed he's, out. He's, on, he's skating on ice, having a leisurely time, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's just like, he's fallen down. No, that's a bad thing. There, the problem right now is resolution. It says no skating or it says thin ice or something behind him. Oh, it might say no skating. I, I have to say in this version that you are d- demonstrating right now, it was a lot more clear what was wrong. This is the version that I remember playing on. Yeah. On the Sesame Street version, morality is kind of a gray oh, area. Oh, yeah, there was one where Oscar the Grouch just becomes happy, and for some reason that's bad. There's literally one where Cookie Monster ends up eating cookies, and another one... It gives him a tummy ache. ...where Cookie... Monster ends up eating cookies, and they're one's a shoot and one's a ladder. Yeah, it, and that's messed up. It's messed up. I I don't get it. Well, I don't think it's meant for you, Ben. It's meant for ages two to four, two to five, no, three to five, three and up, three and up. <laughs> Although I can't imagine this being fun for adults, unless you drink a lot of alcohol like we did. I think we had the most fun you could have with this game, <laughs> quite possibly. Um, the- I wouldn't recommend most of our listeners to play it unless you are, you know, younger than five or older than twenty-one. We're older than 21, yeah, yeah. And, and you're drinking. What I really want to do, Ben, to tie this all together is talk about shoots and ladders as metaphor. And I understand it has, the like, the original essence of the game is I mean, this... Yeah, it's already a metaphor. Yeah, but also, let's look at how it's been co-opted, Ben, to the modern state. Most specifically, a performance of the Philadelphia Ballet. Wow. What? I don't have any more information than that. There was a pro- okay. There's been a lot of things called either shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders. One of which was the performance at the Philadelphia Ballet in 2015. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot of research into it. Okay, but further research into other things showed that snakes and ladders is persistently a metaphor for the stock market and or the sharing economy. Okay, so I did read something. This is unrelated. Oh, please. That going back to square one. Is a reference to shoots and ladders. The idiom. Yeah. So, interesting that you mentioned that, Ben. Oh, my goodness. I have some papers. Everyone can hear them. So, maybe it is a reference <laughs> oh, to okay. shoots and ladders. I'm glad you fact It was used me. in an economic journal in 1952. That's Talk well about. after the invention of shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders. Yeah. It's, of course, it's referencing the game. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, good. But that's the first time, like, apparently in, like, written text, the expression back to square one was used. Interesting, because square one is actually a ladder and not a shoot. Yes, I don't know. I made note of that. You can't get sent back to square one. You cannot. Actually, landing on square one is a big benefit. It's a great game. thing. No, the quote from the Economic Journal was, 
Uh, he has a problem with maintaining the interest of the reader who is always being sent back to square one in a sort of intellectual game of snakes and ladders. So I think that you can have this idea about shoots and ladders where lower numbers are lower morality, lower success, and higher numbers are higher morality and higher success. Although I don't think that holds up in actually playing the game. Because, like... Yeah, no, it doesn't have anything to do with it. The biggest ladder is in... What? In the... Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, please. I can tell you. I can tell you. It's right there. It's 28. It's square 28... 28 to 84. ...is the highest ladder. So, actually... So, this the expression should be, good luck getting to square 28. Good luck getting to square 28. Or... Maybe it's about... Avoiding uh, square 87. Don't go to 87. Don't steal the cookies from the cookie jar. Back to square 24. I do remember that when I played it when I was a kid. Yeah, it teaches you not to steal cookies. Yeah. But anyway, but the expression back to square one most likely came from British broadcasters during the 1920s. Referring to what? Referring to football and rugby games. They, they they divide the field into rectangles when oh. you are doing radio casting. Yeah, that's so much more boring sports. Yeah, uh, but it's accurate at least. It's not. Yeah. I'm not even talking about British rugby, Ben. You I'm talking. Like you are. I'm talking about how there have been two movies with the name Snakes and Ladders. They're great. Throw them on me. Let me read you the blurbs. Ready? Can't wait. One from was 1996. Yeah. And it said, Gene and Kate. Two nearing 30 street performers find the ups and downs of life and love amid the pubs and music scene of modern-day Dublin. What? It's called Snakes and Ladders. The movie is called Snakes and Ladders. Yeah. It's about ups and downs. Literally, I'm talking about the name of the game as a metaphor being co-opted into weird pop culture. The game is called Snakes and Ladders in, in the UK. I'm not denying that. I, I didn't think that you were. I wasn't trying to <laughs> confront you. I, I, I think that's an interesting cultural reference. Here's the second movie, and I want you to tell me which movie you'd rather see. I'm worried. This I'm is worried. also called Snakes and Ladders. It's from 2016. Oh, no. Okay. A scientist builds an unwieldy piece of time travel equipment, pursing, or sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, pursuing his girlfriend's murderer through layers of space and time in an effort to save her. Cloud Atlas? No, it's called Snakes and Ladders. Oh, this is the whole idea of the the idea of Snakes and Ladders being bastardized. Excuse my French, but I think that word's okay. I think we're okay with that. It's been bastardized in a way that just means like ups and downs, back and forth. It doesn't have anything to do with morality anymore. And I think when people are talking about it as a as an analogy for the stock market, they're talking about like unpredictable booms and unpredictable losses because of it's, so it's it's so murky. It's it's so interesting because that is actually how the board game plays out, where it's totally unpredictable. You are, it's literally chance whether you hit shoots or ladders. But it's supposed but to be about not the good point. means right. good results and good, bad results and bad. It's it, it, it in the Indian version, it's about destiny, yeah. and I think it still is. It's it's still fundamentally a game about chance. Like if someone, if, if there's a, if you read it, listeners, if you read a headline that says the sharing economy is one big game of snakes and ladders, what you should interpret that is as it's one big game of shoots and ladders It's one big game of shoots and ladders, which means 
if the sharing economy does good things, goes, does good deeds, it succeeds. And if it does bad deeds, it fails. Right. Exactly. There, yeah. There's a morality message in the game. Uh, I agree. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not chance. It's destiny. Yeah, but also it's a really boring game unless you drink a lot of alcohol. I agree. But we came out even. I won a game really quickly, and you won a game in, in more time. I won a game having gone through more of, I would say, a journey. Ups and downs. I wouldn't use those exact words, but let's say I took more ups and downs. The game is now marketed as the classic up and down game for preschoolers. I thought it was a game about two nearing 30 street performers find the ups and downs of life and love amid the pubs and music scene no, of modern day Dublin. Keep in mind... I'm putting modern day in quotes because this movie was released in 1996. It's not modern day anymore, folks. We're in the 20 teens. Is that? It's literally 20, 20 years ago. It's literally 20 years. It's 21 years ago. 21 years ago. You could drink now. If that movie was a child, it could, it could have do played, shots while playing it could have played, adults shoots and yeah, ladders. Yeah. No, I, well, I do want to say something you mentioned, Ben, when we finished playing is that you could play this game with as many people as you wanted. I love that. It's unlimited in terms of the number of players. Like, literally, it is so simple that it can be twisted and turned into so many directions. And I think we learned that, especially because the thrift store version you bought had no game pieces. That's correct. And we had to play with shot glasses. That's also correct. That we drank out of when we had to take a shot. And we a shoot. A shoot. Shoot. Had to take out Shoots a, and shots. Take a shoot. No. It's shots and ladders. Shots and ladders. It's shots and... Oh, we're not the first people to come up with that, I bet. That we're the first on this podcast to come up with it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it here first. World, worldwide exclusive. We gold stamp on shots and ladders. What right. does gold stamp mean? Like, is that a trademark? I, we haven't. I don't know. Trademark. 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 I officially declare trademark on shots and ladders. I contest. No. Uh, Wait, what? So I actually looked to see if there was any lawsuits around shoots and ladders. You love looking at the law angle. Ah oh, man, it would have been so cool. It's just a really, it's just a really quaint no, game. No, but also like I, I think it's so old that it wouldn't be possible. Oh, speaking of old, twenty-one years old. Yeah. Ben, let's talk about the game we want to play next week. What? Okay. I'm making a, I'm making a segue. I'm the, the expert. Of interesting segues. version. So, in order to play, in order to consider a game old enough to play on this podcast, to consider a classic game. Well, we've discussed off the air is that a game must be at least 21 years old. Absolutely. I pose this. Let's do Sellers of Catan. Wow. Yeah. Bold move. 91, so it's definitely old enough, but it's one of the most recent games we would have brought to the mix. Absolutely. That's an interesting thing. I own Sellers of Catan. We could definitely do that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. That'll be, this will be the youngest game, I think, that we've played. But also, I think the most emotionally mature Okay, whatever that means. I've said, it feels like an old game. You don't no, think so? I don't think so. Do you enjoy Settlers? Yeah. That's my response, too. That'll be an interesting one. We'll stay sober for that one, probably. Yeah, definitely. And I think... This has been an interesting experiment, the drug podcasting. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there'll be some interesting analysis I think we can do. Mm. That's great. I look forward to you editing this podcast. Yeah. We'll see how it comes out. Um, you can do any of the segments that you usually do. 
I didn't. Unless you're gonna whip out a meme right now. No, I don't have a meme of the week. I don't have. Uh, no. I mean, I talked about movies, but not really. No. Roll the sound. No, you can't just waste the sound. Cut this. Cut it. Cut it. Okay. Where can you find us online? You can find us, dear listeners, at facebook.com slash GTS podcast. You can find us at on the Apple iTunes store and your Apple podcast app and any app where you really find your podcasts. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, those are places that you can find us too. Where? Do I want to really give them more information? Yeah. Instagram.com slash GTS podcast, Twitter.com slash gaming thy system. Although I'll be entirely frank, I've stopped uploading to that. Why? Oh my god, it's so much work. It's less work than the Instagram. Have you been Instagramming? No. There's not a lot of visuals for our podcast. I'll probably Instagram this because I take a picture. Great. And I will tweet about it. One tweet a week. That's what I promise. You said that taking game of that system would mean that you tweet more. It, it's I don't tweet more, but I tweet more intensely. Okay. Sometimes I use, like, ye old language. I thought you were... Ooh, right. You know what we should do? Okay. We should reach out to other podcasts that took the handle GTS Podcast and yeah. collaborate with them. Yeah. Do it. You're the Twitter guy. Oh, I wish <laughs> that wasn't the case. <laughs> anyway... Um, I think that's pretty much everything that I got. Yeah. Send us out. Well, gametes, <laughs> we're signing off once and again. Live, love, love. learn about board learn games. Learn about board games. And, uh, I'm, I, for one. I'm Ben. And I've, I've been apologizing for the quality of this podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. What's your name? My name's Alex. My name's Ben. And this is Ben. Gaming, Gaming the, the system. system. Here's a game about climbing up and sliding down. It's called Shoots and Ladders. You can land on something good, like rescuing a kitten in a tree. Ah, you're going up, up, up the ladder. Or land on break the cookie jar. First one to climb to 100 wins. Shoots and Ladders really has its ups and downs, but mostly it's lots of fun. Shoots and Ladders is a Milton Bradley game.